Hey, welcome to How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, a podcast all about performers' worst nightmares. I am your host, Lauren Hutton, and with me as always, if you're going... I'm Luke Fagenbush. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It's okay. I don't it's know what happened to my mouth. You've never once had a lisp or a stutter, nope. but sometimes it's sudden onset. Um, our <laughs> guest today has no defects at all. I, physically... <laughs> Mentally, so, so spiritually, yeah. Uh, tell tell it's the crowd our dad. How you're awesome. <laughs> I do have a peg leg. You can't see it on the camera. But, um, <laughs> no, I uh, no, not not awesome. Uh, just very just normal average guy. Combination of uh, King of the Hill and and uh, Barack Obama. Look yeah. in the camera so they know what we're talking. Oh about. yeah, hey hey, what's up guys? Uh, how's <laughs> First it going? Time it's uh, been I know I've been looking I've been looking off camera this whole time. Uh, yeah, hey guys, what's up? Uh, my name's Kevin. Uh, thanks. Dope. He's opening a comedy club. We talk all about That's it. There's lots of other things. Is there anything else that co- gets covered? Uh, Bullet points. There's tons that gets covered, but wait around for it. It's a great episode. Love it. Enjoy the episode, everybody. Surprisingly cool, like yeah, still yeah. in Kentucky, right? It's got yeah, it's that, got against, that it. against it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a nice little town. And we were googling the other day, and we found out it used to be way better. Like in, well, it was Wait. worse than better. Yeah, it, there was a track. Like, don't say it was just better before. Okay, okay. <laughs> the There's bad a whole part. story and an arc to it. The bad part was a plantation owner started the town. Not oh, great. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. usually not a good precedent for a town. But after <laughs> that, it was like a, a beachside resort, and the Ohio River was the beach, so that used to be swimmable. So, oh, okay. Yeah, used we, to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of ruined that for ourselves. Gotcha. Did we do that? Is that our fault? Did we fuck up the river? <laughs> um, I mean, we use, like, electricity and stuff, so I think we contribute. <laughs> I don't think I know how electricity works. Does it fuck up the water? Well, it's made from coal. Like Seriously? Have you seen those bumper stickers? Yeah, Kentucky. Friends of coal. <laughs> coal keeps the lights on. <laughs> oh, my God. I had no idea. Jesus Christ. I've never wanted a solar roof more in my life. <laughs> There's enough shit going on with this house that I think we can save solar roof. We can put that way back on the docket. There's plenty of other things, like maybe get a lawnmower that'll finish the job before it dies. That would be tight. Well, now we're backing off of those. (laughs) The reason our lawnmower doesn't work is because it's electric. Have you used a shitty electric lawnmower, Kevin? They're the worst. Sure. I wanted one until I used the one at this house today. No, it's garbage. It's absolute garbage. I kind of like those old school lawnmowers that are just like manual because those never break down. Like they're, I mean. Oh, no, they do break down. When your knee gives yeah. out from using <laughs> oh, yeah, it. Oh, yeah, that's how true. it breaks that's true. <laughs> It's like pushing a plow back in the 1800s. You know, yeah, actually, dude. things are going to give out a little bit. Have you used one of those? The freaking, yeah. like, spinny, blah, 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 oh, yeah, grass sure. thing? Sure. How many times? Are you real familiar? Um, is this like a part of your arc that we don't know about? Like, this is where he cut his teeth a little while bit, cutting yeah. the grass. <laughs> tiny, tiny bit. I uh, So I lived with my um, uh, grandma and grandpa a lot growing up, and they, they lived on, like, an old uh, – it wasn't a farm by that time – um, but they had a lot of like old farm equipment, and uh, one oh. of the things they still cut the grass with occasionally was one of those old like uh, manual push mowers. 
And uh, yeah, I got to use it a few times and got it, to as use a kid. It? So it, it yeah. wasn't a punishment. It was like, all right, go use the no. crappy lawnmower. I mean, I always thought mowing grass was fun. That was like my favorite chore. Oh, you know? you're one of those. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of enjoy the cutting grass thing. I don't know. I find it to be peaceful, like kind of meditative in a way. You have sort of a king of the hill. Yeah, that's yeah. the mentality yeah. I was trying to find. I was like, "There's a character you, in there." Somewhere. You have that gravitas, I think. You, oh, you walk man. in, you're like, "Okay, this is going on. <laughs> I'm cool with it." I have gotten a lot of uh, King of the Hill comparisons recently, so and that's not interesting. just because of the lawn thing. Yeah, not not just that. Just <laughs> like actually a secret he brought to the pod. He doesn't tell people he likes to mow lawns. Are you continually infuriated by any bobbies? No, no. I I'm cool okay. with. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's a decent comparison. And uh, yeah. most of the time, it's a mixture of uh, for whatever reason, people will do like a mixture of Obama and uh, King of the Hill. Oh, you know, I hear like Obama. A, it's like a yeah. mix. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I uh, I mean, that's fine. You're you know? a father figure of a show to the nation. Just take your pick. Hey, there you go. Yeah, you know, very chill, relaxed, everyman vibe. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Unassuming. Oh my nature. god, that sounded like a dad. I can't unsee it now. <laughs> sure, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Anyway, we got baby carrots in the fridge. You go play with Lauren. <laughs> you guys want to go play some catch? What do you think? Let's uh, let's do that. Please don't say anything else to trigger my own personal father issues. <laughs> don't ask me to go play catch. Fuck I'll your carrots in the fridge, Luke. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't need any of this right now. Do you have kids, Kevin? No kids. No. Do you want them? Is I that don't on think the docket? So. You Ooh, okay. Yeah, I like the ambiguity there. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm a I'm a no kid guy. Hell yeah. Like, probably for life. Yeah, I, I will fly why, that flag, man. Yeah. Right. Did, was there like you said you don't know why, but like was this just like a slow burning decision? Mm-hmm. You're watching how other people parent their kids and you're like, I don't want any part of that. Or was there like a moment mm-hmm. when you were like no. A kid stab you? Or? Yeah, did you get stabbed by a oh, toddler? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, that uh, we've all been through that. You <laughs> it's know, you Dayton. Get, It'll happen yeah. a couple times. <laughs> Shanked by a, a five-year-old every now and then. The but, Oregon uh, district has gotten wild. <laughs> it's getting crazy out Call there. Call it the Oregon district because all of the shit coming yeah, out of people. just be yeah. falling out of folks with these knifed toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> they run at spleen level. <laughs> That's right. Oh, oh man. man. Oregon is crazy. But uh, <laughs> the, the Oregon. Uh, Oregon also, you know. <laughs> Portland no. is pretty nuts. Is that the but, uh, district where you can drink in the street? Is it? Yeah, is that, or is that just yeah. for like the little fair? Because I've been over there intermittently. I think they preserve that. I they started it during COVID, and I think that it's I think that it's still in play. On like uh, Fridays every few weeks, they do like um, hell yeah. I can't remember what it's called, but they uh, shut down Fifth Street. And yeah. you can just like go to shops and stuff like that, and yeah, you can take drinks with you make and walk it, around. Typically, make it so. pretty annoying to get to Wiley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, there's a back way to the parking lot. Yep. It's kind of tricky, for sure, for sure. I I don't. That's like the one that's cobblestoned, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. See, now that makes sense. Yep. Walking around on the stones, got a drink in your hand, going into some random vinyl shops. Yeah. yeah. That Dayton, makes sense. The New Orleans of Ohio. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'll do that. I think it's a good yeah. comparison. How many other good comparisons can we make? You are King of the Hill meets Obama. The Oregon <laughs> District is the New Orleans of Ohio. And you would yep. think that Hank Hill would not like the 
the New Orleans of anywhere, but yeah, but to see that yeah. that's that's where the other side comes in. That's He's right, one oh, dimension. Because yeah. Obama would fucking love it. Yeah, dude, he'd fuck New Orleans <laughs> up. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Can you imagine any of the Obamas in New Orleans? Hey, that would be I'm, a party. Hey, I guarantee. Uh, Shit faced right now. <laughs> uh, you guys want to smoke some weed? Uh, but uh, no, I uh, um, I bet you that he partied back in the day, big time. Oh yeah, I think he definitely did. I mean, he talked about like trying cocaine and you know doing some crazy. I was gonna say stuff. Yeah. Yeah. cocaine thing. I didn't mm-hmm. hear about the cocaine thing, but he is the first president in my memory that was just like, yeah, smoke weed. Yeah, smoked. Yeah, that's smoked. There's a harsh past tense on it's, his his verbiage there. It's almost mine. <laughs> it's almost a liability now if you didn't smoke weed. You know, like if right? you're a presidential candidate, it's I, like this guy's a. The square, you know, you can't trust him to like take on Putin and don't vote for him. He's not cool. Yeah, he's got to do it sober. Like, right, right. He's got. I got to have a little bit of an edge. I think you know, it's it's important if you're going to be a president and whatnot. How would you Mm -hmm. fix this country if you were president, Kevin? Oh, (laughs) what's the first step? What's the first step in turning the country around? The new political podcast, How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Launch the Bombs. <laughs> That's it. That's what you do. Just, I like that a lot. You, you find the, uh, the next most powerful country and you nuke them. Yeah. And you, you just send a, a clear message to the rest of the world. Like, don't fuck with us. No, I'm just that's you that's entering the Oval like, Office is like <laughs> anyone else entering prison. Find the biggest dude. Fuck him up. In the face. Make yeah. your presence known. Exactly. <laughs> the, yeah. the amount of yeah. votes that would get you is it's making insane. me sad. Yeah. I think you would win <laughs> yeah. just of based course on you would win. <laughs> you know, you could uh, you could get even more badass. You could launch nukes at aliens. And then you're <laughs> like you're showing the entire universe. You're like. You're on notice. We've like just gotten America intelligence that there's a base on Saturn, and we're firing everything we have at it. <laughs> Don't Google if it's real or not. Just watch the TV for the explosion. <laughs> yeah, dude, you'd win. Oh. You would fucking win. Yeah, I'm, I'm running on the, we're going to bomb the aliens platform. <laughs> <laughs> you could put that on a bumper sticker. That's like that's a pretty good slogan. Just bomb the aliens. It's three words. Dude. You know, you could have like yeah. a little UFO symbol. and People yeah. wouldn't know what it means. So they <laughs> yeah, it up. yeah. Oh my God! But you know, you're not being president. You have other things on your plans. You have you have big things in the works. <laughs> Old Kevin's starting up his own comedy club, that's, aren't you? That's, that's the yeah. You're that's a father of comedy clubs. That's that's, uh, <laughs> that's right. Br- uh, Brickies will be my uh, my child. You know that'll be yeah, my yeah. kid experience. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, August 27th is the the that's first opening show. day. Awesome. Yep. yep. So um, what what gave you the idea at first? When was the first moment you're like? I should open a comedy club. So it was a little over a year ago. Um, and uh, I, at the time, uh, uh, my girlfriend, who, who's now an ex, but I, I was with her. I was actually staying with her. It's an odd scenario, but I was actually staying with her parents for a couple of weeks because she. After I, the fact? Yeah. Uh, no, no, we were still together. Okay. Thank uh, God. That, that sounds horrible. Yeah, that would be even worse. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I, uh, and her parents are actually really cool and, and nice people. And um, I was staying with them for a couple of weeks because I was transitioning between places and she was doing a thing out in Virginia for a while. And so we were doing long distance, but I was still, you know, pretty close to her, her family. So I, I stayed there for a couple of weeks uh, before I got my current place. And um, I was talking to her dad one night. We were having a long, you know, like, hours long conversation and he's a business owner he used to own a uh uh, masonry company and then eventually sold that okay um and uh we were talking about entrepreneurship and you know i have a lot of student debt from you know going to school and so i was thinking about different businesses that i might be interested in starting and the thing that 
that I know the best, which I don't really know a lot about anything, but the thing that I probably know the most about in terms of a business operation is probably comedy because I've done, you know, uh, showcases and like yeah. run a lot of shows up in, up in the Dayton area. And so I was like, I probably start a comedy club. And he was talking about his masonry business and giving me tips based off that, which kind of evokes, uh, you know, bricks because you're thinking about masonry. There you go. Um, uh, and then just make masons. There. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's right. That's right. Just pumping out yeah. masons. Just pumping out those Freemasons. Just little entitled shits. Goddamn masons. I was thinking Freemasons, like founding fathers. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, the well, that's what they grow into. Like, that's, uh, yeah, that's, you got to prep them and, and get them ready for, you skull know. Skull and crossbones. Exactly. And, exactly. exactly. Freemasons because they don't live with their parents anymore. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. go out into the uh, world, Mason. <laughs> Be free. You're a Freemason now. <laughs> and then the parents are empty nest Masons. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, the mom becomes Mason when she marries the dad. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They get powdered wigs. It's Just a whole a family of Masons. Here. <laughs> Masons. It sounds like an infection. <laughs> right. <Just> spreads. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we were having that conversation, and then I also I thought back to. Um, um, you know, like the the 80s, um, you hear about all those like brick wall comedy clubs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I was like, it could also kind of be an homage to that. So like brick oh, was like kind of cool. perfect. Yeah. And so just bri- like the nickname Bricky came to mind. And I thought about him as like an anthropomorphized, like, you know, brick char- type character. Um, and An then that just became brick in the wall, a brick in the wall. Yeah. yeah. Another brick in the wall. Yeah. He's got a whole backstory and all that. I mean, I, I won't dive into the weeds with it, but in, in my mind, he's got like a backstory. Oh, no, no, no. And, this is a podcast. We're here for the weeds. Okay. <laughs> all right. What is Bricky's backstory? So Where in my mind, born? what does he do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's a complicated guy, but in my mind, <laughs> he, <laughs> he was, he was in one of those, uh, bricks in those brick wall and com- one of those brick wall comedy clubs yeah and he watched like kennison and bill hicks and like all these legends just okay. like murder all right and he just lo- learned to like love comedy and he's getting like the secondhand smoke and like the smell of the for some reason he's the only brick in the wall that actually has anthropomorphic qualities the rest yeah. of them are just regular bricks non-sentient bricks. Yeah, yeah yeah but there's something magical about bricky you know and well, uh, they put that hat on yeah, and that's then, what it is. You know. Happy birthday. <laughs> that's how it happened. Um, but then, uh, yeah, then eventually his club gets shut down, you know, when they have like the, you know how there were all these like comedy booms and busts in the 80s yeah. and 90s. So they have that that big bust and his his club gets shut down and he's lying in the rubble. He's like, well, what am I going to do? You know, I got to start my own comedy club. Uh, but he uh, <laughs> he ends up in the throes of addiction and like, hell yeah, <laughs> you know, for, for decades. decades. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, just totally off the rails. Uh, gets uh, canceled for sending unsolicited brick picks. That was something I was going to throw. Oh, that's good. Throw in there. Nice, nice. And uh, and then eventually he kind of like comes around. He gets clean, and he's actually he's finally doing it in 2022. You know, as like a 50 something year old brick. He's uh, he looks good though. He looks young, very yeah. spry. Yeah. Um, look, uh, much younger than his age. And uh, no chips off that block. That's right. That's right. And uh, he's starting a comedy club. So that's in my mind that's the that's the backstory to uh to bricky but um will there's probably too much a mascot outfit with a man in it who is bricky i i is thought about phase doing that two kind of thing it's like if the comedy club does well mm. maybe we set aside a side a part of the profits yeah dude yeah. bricky out on the ground to get yourself bug people during people's yep. sets i i'm for it i want i want I like you it. to bring bricky to life 
You've sure, already written sure. him an entire like yeah, thing, I, man. Like, I want to do like do. a little like mini cartoon or something like that. And eventually, someday, if it, if we can grow it, I want to play it on like a projector before the the shows, just so people are like, ah, oh, it's shit, you know, kind of invested in the, the character or whatever. I, I would like oh. to see a, a shaky YouTube video of a comedian <laughs> just freaking out on Bricky, just being like, God yeah. damn it, I'm 15 <laughs> minutes into my set, the checks just finished dropping, and we got this fucking clown out here in a brick costume <laughs> yes. that would be great i actually i think that'd be awesome yeah, I, I would love yeah. to watch a comedian have a mental breakdown <laughs> because you have a person in a giant red square serving drinks right and right. just can't be ignored <laughs> the mascot just like puts his gloved hands up to his face like Oh no! But he can't talk. He's a mascot. Like, is it is it overkill if like all the servers are no. dressed as bricks, and then they're on roller skates? Is that I'm just like spitballing the here. The first and rollerblading comedy club. That's right. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I kind of. All right. So what I'm seeing mm-hmm. is a club that has a little dash of like Sonic, like old diner vibes. Yes. Yeah. And a little dash of like going to the movies back in the day vibe. Because when you mentioned cartoon, yeah. I just saw the snacks floating <laughs> across the screen like yeah. that. I was like, okay, yeah. but it's going to be a brick. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. it's just him. And then it'll be a pile of bricks behind him because none of his friends are as fun as he is <laughs> and have thoughts <laughs> and ambitions right. and, you know, stories of addiction. Uh, <laughs> they're just in a pile. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I, I dig this, dude. Like, it's clear that you've put a lot of thought just into. Well, it came about organically through conversation. You were yeah. talking to a mason. Yeah, that's right. And then yep. this dude was born. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just kind of happened. And uh, I was like, um, yeah, by this time next year, going to make this thing happen one way or the other. I talked to, because uh, I, I wanted to originally do it as like a stand- standalone brick and mortar location, like your typical comedy club. Yeah. Um, and uh, I talked to a bunch of different, um, you know, commercial real estate people. And every place was like, exorbitantly expensive to to lease like i, I talked to uh austin uh, someone at austin landings uh, uh do you guys know where that is by any chance it's yeah. yeah. uh, kind of up near miamisburg like dayton area okay. is there still um nope mm-hmm. i was thinking of somewhere else but yeah there's a giant uh it's not mm-hmm. bass pro it's the other one field and stream that's right yep, yep. big yep. field and stream store and uh, i talked to uh somebody out there and they wanted uh twenty two thousand a month to, to lease a space um yeah wow. it, was, it was insane um, and then, uh, in addition to that, you've got your property taxes and you got to worry about getting a liquor license That's and a lot. yeah. Yeah. So Ed, I started, uh, looking at some lower cost options, but none of those places had like, uh, overflow parking and it's a volume driven business. So right, you need yeah. for the parking situation to be decent. Um, and then eventually, uh, you know, through talking with some folks, uh, the idea just came about to, uh, create a proposal and then ap- approach some venues, um, and be like, hey, can we partner with you guys and use your entertainment space and turn it into a club, you know, for mutual benefit? That's smart. Dude, y'all got the jam. We got the peanut butter. <laughs> I'll be back with that's, the bread if you're cool. You know, that's like, right. That's so smart, dude. That's so smart. Um, and I uh, credit to uh, I uh, these uh, Midwest comedy tour guys that I, I uh, tour around with a little bit. Uh, Austin Robertson, uh, Becky Solin and uh, Jake Anarino. Um, credit to them because they were also helpful in, um, you know, generating that idea because I had been working with them a lot and Austin had brought this up as a possibility. And so he kind of uh, was the originator of that particular approach. Hell yeah. And they're actually now partnering on the whole venture. So they're uh, like minority partners uh, on this thing. Um, so we're kind of tag teaming it. And they're uh, we're 
uh, kind of headline in the first uh, weekend together uh, as the Midwest Comedy Tour. Hell yeah. Ooh. So should be a lot of fun. We're definitely excited for it. And when was that date again, just so that nobody forgets? Uh, August 27th. Yeah. <laughs> what what was the location weeks. you ended up finding? Like? Uh, it's uh, Star City Brewing in Miamisburg. Okay, a brewery is good. That's yeah, great yeah. for comedy shows. Oh, I'm excited about it, man. They uh, they have a great um, entertainment space, uh, low ceilings, yeah. um, probably seats a little over 100 people. So Awesome. So it'll kind of be an intimate environment, but, uh, I mean, we're excited about it. We think it's going to be good. Um, website is, like, good to go, uh, you know, brickiescomedy.com, uh, so people can already purchase tickets. Hell, yeah. We've already got some ticket sales going. Um, awesome. We've also got in-person tickets. If you're old school, you want to, like, purchase, you know, like, the real, like, mm -hmm. paper thing, you can do that at the venue. So, so yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun, for sure, and uh, I'm excited. What what's like the biggest hurdle you've had to jump over getting this crap together? It's not crap. I should stop calling our guests <laughs> passions and drives. No, crap. no. I appreciate it, man. Call um, me out no. on this shit, Luke. Otherwise, I'm not going to change. Well, I've made fun of it so many times that <laughs> it's taking me a little longer to kind of jump on. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, what was like the biggest the biggest like hurdle that you had to jump over? Um. I mean, a lot of it initially was, um, I mean, creating the website. Uh, my buddy Tim helped me out quite a bit with that. Um, that was a bit of a challenge uh, because you want to have it set up so that it's very simplified. And I, I'm not a like a huge uh, tech guy. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm increasingly learning about technology, but like when it comes to building websites, that's not my like forte. Um, so yeah, uh, my buddy Tim helped me put it together. So we got the website together. Um, some of just the general infrastructure stuff has been a little bit of a hurdle to jump over, but, um, what is mm -hmm. infrastructure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot to tell you, we're real dumb here. No, no, uh, no, it, it's a uh, baby. Also, what are bricks? What's a brewery? <laughs> <laughs> the bricks create the infrastructure. Uh, no, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess, um, you know, just getting, like, some of the formal business operations set up has been a little bit okay, of a challenge. Because, cool. like, you go, I, like, I went into a bank, and I was like, hey, I want to open up a business checking account. And they were like, oh, cool, you know, but you got to, like, complete all these requirements first, and then you got to go get an EIN, and you got to, oh, like, create bylaws and turn it into an LLC and all that stuff. So so there's stuff like that that's been a little bit challenging. But uh, um, but really, it's been pretty smooth sailing so far. I, I think... Um, yeah, once we, I mean, I'm just now kicking off, like, the promotional efforts. Um, so I think we'll get those tickets sold. And, yeah, I think it should be should be a lot of fun. What are your goals? What do you hope to accomplish by opening a comedy club? Which mm -hmm. I've, I've talked to some people that run comedy clubs, meaning one person. Sure. And by talk to them, I just, I just watch how much he bitches about it on <laughs> social media. It doesn't seem like a super easy or cushy or, like, mm -hmm. Uh, profitable thing. So, like, what are your goals other than staying in business? Um, I mean, that's the initial goal for sure. Um, it'd be cool if Chappelle wants to buy it at some point. Uh, no, there no, you go. Uh, there you go. Build um, something up yeah, and then yeah. have someone else buy it. That's the entrepreneur's is, dream. Baby. Right, right. He is um, in the market. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, for pretty much everything. But uh, didn't he just buy um, the Oregon district? Uh, he uh, the entire. He bought the city of Dayton. Yeah, he just uh, purchased real? several city blocks. No, uh, he, he bought the. Um, <laughs> I am the mayor now. <laughs> yeah. Um, he bought uh, the building that houses Wiley's. Um, so uh, so he doesn't own the club but he now owns the the building that wiley's is contained within so he okay. i mean he has some discretion to determine its uh 
trajectory i would imagine if he really wanted to but but hopefully i mean i i love wiley's wiley's is like my original you know home club it's like, like the only club that's given me like hosting weekends and stuff like that oh yeah and um so i really hope um that he wants to fully preserve it and keep it as part of you know that dayton comedy community um i know there's some speculation that he's thinking uh, you know he purchased the building for the sake of potentially shutting attempting to shut wiley's down so that it's not it doesn't pose competition to his club in yellow springs that would be that's insane shady. though that's like, <laughs> right that's like right. an hour away exactly it doesn't make yeah. any sense yeah it would be a really it would be a shitty move and i don't think that Chappelle's that kind of guy like i i mean obviously i i don't know him at all but like i i wouldn't imagine he'd take a step like that so hopefully hopefully he's gonna fully preserve it and you know maybe even like contribute to the revitalization or something like that but uh yeah it'd be tight um, if he'd just be like yo i'm gonna stay (laughs) out of your hair but you know every june and uh uh july just go ahead and skip those months rent it's summer i know you're struggling (laughs) yeah just skip those months rent it's fine he's got the money do you have any idea how much that would help a comedy club (laughs) oh that'd be phenomenal to be able to skip june and july uh that'd be great got a couple buddies you don't have to worry about headliners for those months either yeah right (laughs) exactly i imagine his connections might come in pretty handy definitely literally anything even if he's just like oh yeah i own this building (laughs) <laughs> can i do some time <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and then you have a surprise drop in from somebody that's going to like spread rumors like fire holy right. crap <laughs> that's sure. what i want dude i want to live in a place where just like random big name people might just roll through i mean cincinnati yeah. comedy scene is great but like yeah. you don't yeah. get that too much and the last mm-hmm. time i heard about it happening was when rudick walked hannibal burris out of motor pub <laughs> And that was like four years ago. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm sure more famous people have rolled through here. I'm on a tangent. This is about you, <laughs> not whatever the fuck no, is no. happening right now. No, I, I totally oh, understand, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess the goal is, um, you know, start. Uh, we're starting out with this partnership with Star City Brewing. Um, and, uh, you know, they've been a great partner so far. They're enthusiastic about it. Um, uh, what I would like to do is uh, build it up as a business. Um, we're doing one weekend a month initially. We've okay. got scalability okay. on the shows. So, like, if we sell one out, we're able to add additional shows. Um, so we're going to do one weekend a month to start things out. I want to kind of hopefully scale that up if Star City is comfortable with it, if yeah. we're successful. Um, and then as we build it, eventually transition to, uh, you know, a standalone brick-and-mortar location once real estate prices normalize and that right. becomes yeah. more affordable. That's kind of the... Um, you know, the kind of the long, uh, longer term objective, uh, probably a few years from now, it would be the goal to to bring that to fruition, hopefully. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's I, like the smartest way I can think of to start a comedy club, because yeah. I, I've had that thought, too, of like, it's kind of a joke where if <laughs> I walk into a room, hey. <laughs> You could run a comedy show here <laughs> and it's just like a burger king or something it's like, yeah put some chairs right. up there on yeah. a stage over you could totally run a comedy show in here <laughs> but you you're actually doing the thing in the way that you don't have much if any like financial i'm sure you have financial risk sure but like doing sure. it through the other business it's it's got to be minimal yeah um yeah and we, i mean we've got some sponsorship uh involved so that's helping with some of the the costs as well um, so really it's, it's a great situation. Um, I think we have a good arrangement with star city. Like they're basically going to be keeping like alcohol and, uh, they, uh, they don't really serve food out of star city, but we're going to do like a food truck thing potentially. Tight. Um, and then we're, we're just going to retain the ticket sales. Um, and so it's a nice split and everybody's happy with it. And that's awesome. So, yeah, I think, I think it'll be a good partnership. So w- mm-hmm. when did you start out with comedy? Mm-hmm. 
Um, it would have been, uh, I guess, going on about four and a half years Ooh. now. Um, yeah, I actually started in um, uh, New Jersey, I, or well, New York City. I was living in New Jersey at the time, across uh, the Hudson from New York City, and uh, I had just finished my master's degree. Didn't really have a job at the time. Had some things on the bucket list, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, I'll just go into New York City and try stand-up comedy." And only intended to do it one time, and just kind of enjoyed it and kept going with it. Was it was it the one time at a New York City open mic was just so good that you had to get back to it, or were you like, "No, I I need a joke to land." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did mics up there, and it it can be brutal. Like. Oh, for sure. Um, actually, oddly enough, this one was the first one that I ever did was phenomenal, and really? it was yeah, and it was because um, it was this place uh, called uh, West End Lounge in Manhattan. And um, I still remember the uh, the host. It was uh, uh, Jake and Luna. Um, just these really like kind of like, you know, enthusiastic, like very charismatic kind of flamboyant folks who really got the crowd like super hot awesome. and, and supportive for every act that was up there. And it was mostly musical acts. Um, and they had like uh, burlesque folks and, um, you know, people doing all uh, like spoken word. And I was the only comedian there that night. Um, but I went up and the crowd was super supportive because they were like, you know, this is this guy's first time doing comedy and, um, and they were just, uh, a, a, an awesome crowd. And so it was actually a really great experience. Um, and then oddly enough, the, the second, third one that I went to were also decent. Um, they were a couple of mics, uh, in, um, like that, uh, what part of New Jersey was that? Um, Hoboken, oh, okay. um, across from New York city. And those were both great. And then like, after that, I like seven times in a row was horrifically bad oh, um but uh the first three were solid the first time i went to new york city my first mm -hmm. mic was like at two o'clock sure and yeah. it was just in the basement of this bar and the room was like all windows it was like surrounded by glass and there were yeah. maybe four comedians sitting down just looking as bored and as tired <laughs> as anyone you've ever seen and people doing two minute sets oh just yeah like De one Oof. after the other definitely man there are it some like a dmv <laughs> <laughs> just everyone in line yeah. and dreading it there there are some uh some rough ones out there um I, I mean the majority of the rest of the time that i spent out there i did uh mics on the new jersey side and you would have a lot out there where the list would be like 40 50 deep and you know people oh, are doing man. three minutes a piece yeah and you're you know if you get there late you're waiting until yeah two or so in the morning to get on stage and by that time everybody's gone you know so it was it was kind of a rough scene um but uh yeah i mean uh, i'm really grateful to have had that experience and then when i moved back out to ohio i just tried to keep the comedy thing going yeah and uh signed up for the open mic at wiley's and yeah. um uh you know a couple months after that started running a show at the barrel in springboro and then um kind of just did that for a while and then COVID happened and you know um but yeah that's kind of kind of how it's unfolded i guess cool before what? we get into any more of your history and i apologize for just like decapitating the <laughs> conversational <laughs> momentum your camera angle is dog shit and i'm so sorry oh no you're <laughs> fine man you're fine oh, uh, right now, everyone's looking into your ear <laughs> <laughs> no uh, worries do we want the light as well or? yeah that was the other thing that i forgot to do <laughs> we're gonna make all the fancy things happen don't worry about it kevin <laughs> okay, you're gonna cool. be a pretty boy there you go hey, hey all right like? now you look like you're on a podcast yeah, this is awesome too. yeah go ahead and hit your vape because i definitely am not going to edit all this out or maybe i will I don't hey know uh anymore. this is a podcast uh, <laughs> intermission so go ahead <laughs> give your ears a break if you're driving just you know 
Not off. Scenery. Just not off if you're driving. <laughs> Take a quick little, uh, you know, automotive nap. If you're a train conductor, just, you know, relax. Just count some sheep. Step out for <laughs> a Let smoke, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Have you ever fallen asleep behind the wheel? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, that is a very little, good question. I like that. I've taken little mini naps. I've yeah, I've gone yeah, on like enti- entire oh yeah entire two hour drives where I'm doing that like the whole way. Yeah, and uh, and then you're just amazed that you made it home. Like you're just just super grateful that <laughs> you didn't. I'm I alive. Mean, yeah. It's oh my god. Shocking. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. What what about you guys? Have you guys fallen asleep at the wheel at any point? I think uh, similar to what you said. Just a, okay. a little nod here and there, and I'm like. Oh, how much time passed? Not much. I'm yep. still on the road. <laughs> yep. Yep. I did that for consistently for like a year and a half in my early 20s. Damn, man. Until it went wrong. What, sure. Were you on meth? What? No, <laughs> no. I would just like I was going back and forth between Louisville and Cincinnati like every weekend. So I would okay, drive yeah, down there, party out and then drive back super tired and just be nodding off for like an hour and a half on 75. I got gotcha. you. And then... <laughs> I made it just over the bridge into Cincinnati. And when I woke up, there was a concrete dividing wall close enough that I could lick it. And that freaked me the fuck out. So I overcorrected on the wheel and flipped a 180 oh, on man. 75 northbound at 4.45 p.m. Wow. Slammed into the concrete dividing wall on the other side of four lanes and cheese grated my car to pieces on the driver's oh. side. Damn. And then when I woke up from that, uh, there was glass in my lap, and I looked in my rear view, and uh, there was a news van, and I thought, dear God, what have I done? And mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not happy that this was my first impulse, but I tried to start my car and leave. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. That was my first impulse yeah. was, yeah. get the fuck out, get the fuck out. And, of course, my car was going nowhere. Right. And uh, I hop out, and the dude in the news van's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I think so. Is anyone else hurt? And he goes, bro, you didn't touch a thing. <laughs> well, the, the, the dividers. The yeah. yeah. The con- <laughs> all the other cars. Like, I think they saw me because I remember yeah. being in the slow lane and I drifted over through all of the lanes to the fast lane. And I think everybody was just like, give him a wide burn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I flipped my little Yui. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I, the worst part about that is I immediately called my brother and I was like, yo, you got to come pick me up so that mom and dad mm-hmm. don't find out. Mm-hmm. And then... Later, the sheriff was like, is anyone coming to pick you up? And I, who had a concussion, forgot I called my brother (laughs) and called my parents. And my parents got to me first. My brother went up and down 75. Oh, no. For like 45 minutes looking for an accident that wasn't there. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I I went home. I went to bed. And then I woke up to him coming home about an hour later, punching me in the face, going, what the shit? Did you even wreck your car? It just fixes the concussion. You're like, oh, I'm better now. Well, I probably shouldn't have been asleep today. (laughs) Probably saved my life. I think blunt force trauma cancels out, you know? Yeah, as long as it's the other side of the head. You got to have a twofer. Yeah, Yeah, you just need a twofer. Knock it back into place. It's like spinning one direction too fast. You go the other way to undizzy yourself. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever had any real bad wrecks or are you? Um, Oh, yeah. When I was, um, I guess I was probably about like 18, I... uh, Hit a guy on a motorcycle. Oh, yeah. That is one of my biggest fears on the road. It's like he's right there. They're so fragile. 
Yeah. They ain't got nothing around him. Yeah. This guy didn't even have a helmet. Like he um his fault, not yours. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um but yeah, well, he's I He's dead now, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's long gone. Um but no, I uh no, luckily he he survived, but um it, it was at an intersection in Middletown and I think I was just like driving around cuz you know, I was 18. I had only had my license for like maybe like a year, year and a half. And so I was just excited to just drive around in the summertime. Hell and, yeah. Uh, this guy w- was in the oncoming lane. And he was coming through the intersection and he was going way faster than I anticipated. And so I thought I had time to turn. Turns out I didn't. So I'm making the turn and he ends up hitting me basically head on. And he like flies up over the hood. Oh. And the crazy thing is that his head hits the windshield. So oh. without a helmet. And I don't know exactly how fast he was going, but it seemed relatively fast. So his head hits the windshield, fucks up his neck. And then he just rolls off onto the ground. And uh, it was in kind of a like a rough neighborhood uh, where Middletown. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much the entire (laughs) city is is a pretty rough neighborhood. But uh, um, but yeah, a bunch of his friends were actually nearby. Like this guy lived in the area and they were all like biker type guys. So they were like, you hit our friend. And they started gathering around to like beat the shit out of me or like stab me or something. And luckily a cop was like pretty close by. And so he came up and kind of like protected me from any retaliation that had Um, to be a scary couple seconds that's yeah it definitely definitely was terrifying but uh um i actually i think i i got charged with like a uh um i i I mean it must have been like a high level misdemeanor or something but i I had to go to court and the charges ended up getting dropped because the guy didn't show up yeah or something along those lines don't like Uh, court yeah that's right that's right (laughs) if i know my dad uh bikers don't like court (laughs) yeah exactly um but it was a total accident um and it was just uh one of those fluke things um i think that's the that's the only major accident i've been in i witnessed a motorcycle wreck where which is walking along in lexington Mm -hmm. this guy wipes out on his motorcycle and he's just skidding along the road oh and god i went over to check if he was okay yeah and his shoe it was like a pencil eraser it was just like completely shredded off where he skidded and i i swear i saw a bone yeah, I believe it. Yeah. And then he, yeah. people are like helping him, and I'm like, I'll help too. And I'm trying to like pick up the guy's motorcycle, and it's too heavy, and somebody else is. Like, let, me, let me help you out with that kid. <laughs> oh my god! I'll try and pick up the machine so I don't have to touch him. He looks a little yeah, mangled. He's gross. I can see his meat, like <laughs> Damn. his foot meat. Jeez! Oh god! It's got to be painful. Oh, yeah. <sighs> He was wearing a helmet though, so that good for there. Him. Yeah, yeah, that's very important. That that does help. I uh, I just remembered I had one other significant accident when I lived in Columbus years ago. I uh, I t-boned a guy at an intersection because I was being an idiot and I was looking at my phone. Hell yeah! I think I was following the GPS or something. And Rock I, and I, roll. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Uh, t-boning those motherfuckers. But uh, yeah, I I hit this guy and uh, yeah, he was instantly super pissed, understandably so, yeah, and. Yeah. Um, It'd be weird if it was delayed. Yeah. Like he got out and he was like, "Nah, man, don't worry about it." Actually, <laughs> I've I've seen that I've seen that before because I've witnessed accidents where initially people are disoriented and then when they oh. realize what happened, then they get super, you know, pissed. I Big time road rage. More sense, yeah, yeah. So, so I have seen that happen. I've been in way too many accidents where all fuck mm-hmm. up and the person will just be like, "You know, it's fine." You're yeah. good. That's awesome. It's like I, I rear-ended a guy, and then we went to a parking lot, and he just rolls up, and there wasn't like really any damage. I'm like, I can give you my insurance card or something. He's like, Nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, 
That's happened to me too. And I always take it as a judgment on myself. She's like, you don't have to look down on me. <laughs> give me fucking insurance. I can pity. tell you don't need this. This card is only a little expired. Please take it. Take my information. Uh, I know that it says gecko and not Geico, but take the fucking card. <laughs> there was one time in a liquor store where I backed out and I just backed into this like brand new like Malibu Ooh, or something. No. And then I reparked, went inside the liquor store and then I'm like, hey, do you know whose car out there that is? And she's like, yeah, it's mine. And I'm like, uh, I just like backed into it. And then she's like, oh, it's fine. I won that. Are you <laughs> like, that's the reason why you, you shouldn't wreck it. We're right? both winners today, honey. Thank you very much. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's why that's why poor people and dumb people shouldn't win extravagant things. Because then, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I'm glad it worked out for you. But like, she's a poor steward. I'm right here, and I would like to win things. <laughs> we have both talked on this podcast about how you're both poor and dumb. Well, that sounded mean. I think that there was the line where I could make fun of it, and then you're like, just like three feet further. Let's see what he does. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say it as a fact <laughs> instead of a bit. So, you have any good bombing stories? Oh, come on. I was oh. having fun. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to think of bombing stories. Um, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, I've definitely, I bomb all the time. But You also uh, run shows. So, if mm -hmm. you want to throw someone else under the bus and just talk yeah. about a ridiculous thing you that don't happened have to one name of your them. You don't have to not name them either. We <laughs> okay. don't have rules. Gotcha. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of the worst one. Uh, I, I do remember like my 12th or 13th time on stage when I was um, still in the New York City area. I went to this place called Parkside Lounge. And uh, the way that it was an open mic um, and the way they had it set up was that you had to pay ten dollars to participate in it oh, and God. and they build it as like this is a real audience but really it was just an audience full of performers that also paid ten dollars that also paid ten dollars yeah. and so what was happening was oh, um when people finished their set whether it was music or spoken word or comedy they were leaving Im immediately it was a mixed yeah. mic it was a mixed mic yeah Gross. Was, uh, who would pay yeah. ten dollars to do spoken anything oh it was oh. it was oh, awful i got yeah. I, I got tricked into one of those at the laughing ah. buddha We'll get to that in a minute. Oh, Laughing Buddha. I remember those yeah. places. Did you yeah. pay to go up there? I, I don't think I ever did one of those, but I but people would always tell me about them. They were like, uh, yeah, kind of highly uh, highly sought after spots, if I remember correctly. Really? It was a good show. Yeah. They felt bad and gave me a notebook. Oh, oh yeah. nice. Okay. I nice. paid $10 for a notebook in a pretty good set. <laughs> That's actually not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still don't like paying to do comedy. I thought you were gonna say you yeah, don't like the notebook. <laughs> <laughs> not even a college. Shitty rules. Ass notebook. I, I would have paid eleven dollars to not get the notebook. <laughs> now I just have something to recycle. This is a chore. You gave me a chore to take home with me. If it was one of those notebooks with the dividers, you know, and you have the different sections, oh, I mean yeah. th those are like, you Money. know, worth their weight in gold. But I mean, the, the, those the are awesome. is like we're all one, there are no dividers oh, here. Shit. Yeah. Well, that's, we are all one. One, <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> Those assholes. Um, but yeah, so that place, like, uh, as people were finishing their sets, they were immediately leaving, and I'd gotten there relatively late, so I was one of the last uh, people on the man. list. And by the time I got up there, there were like two old dudes. I think they were like 
trumpet players or something like trumpet trombone some weird well that's not a weird eclectic instrument but but just like yeah, for, uh, an uh, for an open mic yeah, yeah it's kind of it's not like guitar you, drums bass yeah you don't <laughs> expect a lot of like brass you know yeah, like when yeah. you're when you're at an open mic um not a lot of clarinets and stuff like that but uh but yeah like um they were the only two people left in the audience and they hated all all of my jokes um just uh. and so i just had to like but I was like, this is like my 13th open mic. Like I need the experience. So I just did my material anyway. And they, yeah. they just were not having it. And I literally, when I left that night, I was supposed to go to some other mics, but I just went straight home and I was like, I think I'm going to quit. Like, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm done for good. I and paid yeah. $10 to bomb. Like, yeah, exa yeah, exactly. That's and rough. In front of two people. In front of two people. And then I, I didn't do uh, stand up for like a month after that. Yeah. That one will hit you hard. Yeah. yeah. You, you pay yep. for the failure. I don't, I don't personally have that experience, but I sure. don't know <laughs> if today, if I paid money to do a show. Sure. And then I bombed in front of two people. I would probably also quit for a month. Like, mm. I've I've quit for several months for less. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I have no longevity. Uh, <laughs> was it that they were cool? Were they playing jazz? Was that? The yeah, I wanted to impress them. You know, like they were these, you know, they jazz, were jazz cats. Yeah, for sure. Jazz cats. Yeah, with, with their fedoras and soul patches. I even I did music jokes. I did jo like I had a couple of jokes yeah. about music in the repertoire and. and and so I, I was doing jokes about music and I was like, they got to like these. I mean, they're I mean, they were about like hip hop and stuff. But uh, and these are like old jazz guys. But I thought something would would hit. But absolutely yeah, nothing. Some, some lines are crossed there. It's all music. Yeah, right? exactly. But they were like, um, no, that's not music. <laughs> yeah. They actively like disliked me. It wasn't like even like, uh, you know, that just kind of like um, more passive, like indifference. Uh, or like um yeah so it yeah. wasn't even yeah. like they were just waiting for their turn yeah they were spending energy to communicate that they didn't like what they were what oh they were yeah doing. it was it was evident That's so much worse yeah oh god it was evident in their facial expressions and like <laughs> just like their gestures and stuff and yeah i was like these fucking guys hate me so they just keep uncrossing and recrossing their arms <laughs> their and yeah. like flipping me off while i'm on stage <laughs> yeah <laughs> no no kevin pointing at me doing the knife cutting on the throat thing like, i think the real uh, the real uh, like insult to injury was um, uh, after they did their sets because I actually stuck around because I was trying to like be respectful and you know they say stick yeah. around for the whole show yeah, yeah. and I was like watching a lot of YouTube videos like etiquette at a you know open mic or whatever and um, so I stuck around for their sets and, and it tried to be supportive even though they weren't supportive of mine and then after they were done unbeknownst to me all the people who had performed previously a bunch of them were hanging out in the bar that was adjacent to the showroom <laughs> and so they piled back in to get a photo and i was like what the fuck <laughs> you guys were sitting out in the bar you could have been in here watching the show like you know it's not like like you're not allowed to bring drinks into the showroom like they oh could have come in and, and been supportive but they literally when they got done with their stuff they just went to the bar and hung out there and then you know came back for the photo op and uh it was depressing that's one that's of the aggressive. worst things where you do comedy for three people and you're like well everybody left then you walk out the door and there's 17 people smoking and yep. you're like yeah yep. what the yep i Thanks, had new jokes <laughs> yeah could have impressed y'all or disappointed you but you'll never know now yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah dude i i don't want that experience i don't i i i can't Thankfully, I, I read somewhere online that it was like you should never pay to get on stage. 
Right. Yes. And that was like, if you're hearing that for the first time on this podcast, don't pay to go on stage. (laughs) Yeah. There's free ones like around here and in Dayton and (laughs) literally everywhere else. Uh, You should start an open mic of your own before you pay someone else to be on theirs. (laughs) That's right. Just one mic where you're like, I don't really like this. <laughs> Walk off stage, mic over. There, there are very few scenarios where if you're paying to to be on stage, it's not some sort of a racket, you know? Right. Like, like in those scenarios, it's usually like a comedy class or some sort of a scam, you know? And and uh, yeah, definitely not a not a good idea. To, it, it's to pay. the Cutco knives pyramid scheme. That's right. You're yeah. paying to feed the machine, yeah. and that's all you're doing. You're yeah. not getting anything else out of it. So, uh, someone, oddly enough, someone got on my comedy page the other day because um, I, you know, run some ads for the shows that I do up in the Dayton area. And someone got on my comedy page and they were like, this is a comedy scam, like exc- with like three exclamation points. What? And I was like, I've seen comedy scams, sir. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not a. But I think I, it, you know, 20 years from now, uh, pie in the sky, if I ever do a special, I'm going to call it Kevin Rupert Comedy Scam. I think that's going to be my <laughs> the name scam of my is special. Just you know? the album. You paid yeah, for yeah, it. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, what was he? Like, he was trying to say your Facebook page was a scam? My, uh, the comedy shows that I'm I'm doing. He, call, he called him a scam, which what? I. What? Uh, which maybe if he was thinking that they were. We're like because i don't really do any bringer shows like which not the bringer shows are, are scams because the, those have their place but yeah. um i i wonder if like he was thinking something along those lines like he was right, thinking it's yeah. like a like some sort of weird bringer or thinking that people yeah maybe people have to pay to get on stage or something but but almost all of my shows like like i i pay people you know so yeah. like so i don't understand what he was talking about but he, he might also just been a troll or something but i just thought it was a funny like uh and i i was like i'm definitely yeah someday an album, a special, if I ever am so lucky, you know, 20 years from now, Kevin Rupert comedy scam. That's, that's you know, pretty fun. So I'm putting that, I'm putting that, that ad out there now. It, it puts the fraud complex shot. to bed. Yeah. You that's know? right. You're that's just right. calling yourself out from exactly. the get go. Yeah. It's like, well, you yeah. can't say it. I already did. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the eight mile move. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh For man. Sure. What, what would be like some dream bookings to, to throw in at Brickies? Oh man. Uh, so yeah, so many people. I mean, um, what we're kind of focusing on initially is, uh, you know, folks who are, well, I mean, cause it is a business. So folks who are affordable, um, but also like up and coming, like, you know, people that are going to be bigger names. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, uh, so that's kind of what we're looking at right now. Uh, aspirationally, it would be good to, to get folks like, um, you know, Mark Norman or, uh, you know, people who are, are not, uh, I mean, uh, Mark Norman certainly up there, but, um, people who aren't maybe like the top, top echelon, but are like pretty high up there and like are still in a zone where they're attainable for clubs. Cool. Um, yeah, folks like that. I mean, that would be really great. Um, so, so that's what we're going to try and do at, at some point. Yeah. I, I'd imagine you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta play a pretty fine fiddle between like, like you said, affordability, but also right. someone that has some sort of draw yeah. so that they can put butts in chairs because that's exactly. the whole freaking point. Yep. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, I, do you have any, like, specific criteria that you look for when it comes to, like, what what is an up-and-coming person in your eyes? Yeah, that's a good question. These are things um, you got to think about, man. Yeah. You're running a club. That's right. Yeah, I got I to gotta figure this stuff out. Um, I mean, I guess, like, uh, that definition can be a applied pretty broadly like you could have uh, you know someone who's like uh like newer but shows a lot of promise who could maybe be considered up and coming um there probably is like a like a threshold in terms of experience level you know like uh yeah if it's someone who's like maybe about 10 to 15 years in 
um, really starting to get some like big opportunities. You know, they're kind of on an upward trajectory. Yeah, that's probably like up and coming. I would I would think. So those are the yeah. people that you're trying to trying to grab, like yeah. the stars yeah. that are starting to sparkle, starting but to haven't sparkle. left the atmosphere yet. That's not how stars work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the I mean the the idea is I I do want it to be a really beneficial and also you know uh, I want to include you know Austin and Becky in this too because they're uh, partners on it. Like we want it to be beneficial for uh, you know comedy communities and for comedians. So if it can like in some small way, even though initially it'll be maybe uh, like a C like maybe. D club. I'm not sure exactly what all the gradations are, but um, hopefully it'll be something that can provide a little bit of a boost, like get people like good tape and like a good solid room, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. like, I feel like we will shoulder a lot of the promotional efforts. So like, so I, I think, you know, we'll do a great job of turning people out. Um, so yeah, we're, we're hoping it'll be beneficial for the people that we book as well as, as headliners and, and features and, and hosts and all that stuff. Yeah, it's really and, good to take an interest in the community and just kind of yeah. raise people that way. For sure. Work outward. Yeah. yeah. And that, yep. That'll pay dividends once those people are like looking back and it's Definitely. like, oh, I came up at this club. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dude. I mean, you walk through the halls of Go Bananas and you see like really old coffee stained black and white headshots <laughs> of people like Daniel Tosh, and it's just yep. like that doesn't even look like him. these people. Where you're like, I didn't think he ever had hair. That's yeah, weird. right. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it, it's insane to me. Some of the photos that are up there, and it's just like, yeah, those people were just people that rolled through, and like yeah. you could be starting some of those stories. Oh, that, that is so yeah. cool. That would be the best. I mean, that yeah, that would be. I, I mean, that'd be amazing. Do you feel like um, God, Kevin? Oh, no, not, not yet. No, it hasn't that's... happened. We'll get there. <laughs> no, we'll check not, in like three months. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you live and die in Middletown by my name. <laughs> yeah, if you want to get booked at Franklin Tavern, buddy, you know. Um, no, I, uh, I I mean, it, it would just be awesome to, like, create some some opportunities for folks and, and yeah. build, build a little something that's advantageous for. I mean, I would like for it to be a bridge for the different comedy scenes because, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Dayton guy. I do ha- I'd be lying if I you know didn't say i i have some you know uh, allegiance to like the dayton scene and everything so a lot of nice um, things about wiley's we'll forgive you (laughs) (laughs) but i i love i love cincy too i i i haven't had a chance to make it down here as much as i i would like to but uh but go bananas is great um and uh everyone down here has been super nice and um so i i mean i would like for it to uh, on some level be a bridge between like you know dayton and cincy and columbus and indianapolis fort wayne um, you know, bring people in from like all these different scenes and like have networking type events. And and um, really, I, I feel like if we get, can get a roll in the sky's the limit in terms of stuff that we can do. So so I, I I'm definitely excited about it. I'm hopeful for uh, for what it could represent in the future. It would be really funny if you had lost all excitement about it at this point. Like you were <laughs> yeah. already gassed out and you're like, well, I'm still fucking doing it. I've done all these things. Right, right. <laughs> but I, this is no longer really cool. Just, just the first time you were like, um, they're, they're kind of like notorious for not making a ton of money. It's like, what? <laughs> like, hang, hang on. Excuse I wouldn't me? mention that. I thought this was a gold mine. What a, Why would no one um, tell me that at this yeah. point? I have all these articles from 1984 listing the reasons to open a comedy club. HBO is going to throw money at me. <laughs> Literally, with rocks attached. <laughs> like, damn, this is a shitty scam after all. God damn. <laughs> one of the reasons I think you are a good business person and will do well is like, like we asked, like, what, what are your dream guests? And you're automatically, it's like, 
We went up and comers, entirely yeah. realistic. You in no way were you Rational like, Tom answer. Segura one week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was none of that. You weren't just like, well, who's from here that I can guilt? <laughs> just, no, you. Yeah, I think you're gonna do great, dude. Literally, just Thanks, by man. the way that you present the information, like it's clearly not just some dreamt up thing. You've gone through a lot of steps to do it, but in addition to that, like you have a good idea of like. A trajectory. Do you know what infrastructure Thanks, means? Yeah, I was trying to find more words to describe that, what you're doing right, and I just, I just found out how dumb I am again. I was just like, there's nothing in my vocabulary to talk to. Good job, business person. Great work. Yeah. Infrastructure is probably the the biggest word I know, though. So that that's yeah. probably my ceiling. But um, and I probably use it too much. I probably use it out of context, and people are like, that didn't make any sense. But uh, put it on everything um, like butter. Yeah. <laughs> it's you your like infrastructure here. Getting people at the club pumped. There. Like, all right, guys, remember synergy infrastructure. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's on the menu. We got it for five dollars. <laughs> I like synergy too. That's a good that's a good word. Two item minimum. Yeah. They can get infrastructure twice. <laughs> <laughs> what we're looking for is synthesis and cohesion. You know? They order infrastructure, then they just get dragged to a closet where Bricky is. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how it's, things work. I got yeah, infrastructure at Bricky's and I've never been the same since. <laughs> it's gonna be on the menu for sure uh all right we we've reached the the unless you have another bombing story that you would like to share because uh i mean we're here for it we're here for it okay we're here for it do you have another bombing story oh man that uh, that might activate the ptsd or something like that i don't know oh, no I, did we trigger yeah. you <laughs> we i luke i keep saying this we have to stop reducing our guests to puddles of mental goo by the end of the episode <laughs> it's not fair to them and i'm tired of cleaning up the mess i i can't help it if i start out the episode that way and then just get worse it's gonna spread your guys' sponsor should be BetterHelp.com, and then you can just funnel people directly. Yeah, They're like these guys are great. Tell me what Bricky did to you in that closet. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It was. Uh, I'll show you on the Bricky doll. Bricky started I'll... out so positive. Yeah. He's a, well, he does have a dark past. He's got a dark past. Yeah. Okay. yeah he's a complicated guy. It's less of an but, arc uh, and yeah. more of a, an up and down. It's a roller coaster. There'll be multiple seasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. But do you have another bombing story to share? I don't. If I don't, not, uh, that's perfectly fine. We'd like to wrap these episodes up with words of wisdom or uh, whatever else you want to interpret that as. Sure. Uh, you, it could be a joke. It could also be business advice. Oh, you clearly we're, we're have something about that. opening it up to jokes now. Well, I've always said it doesn't have to be serious. Oh, okay. I just didn't make them. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. now outwardly <laughs> saying you can do your material at the end of the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, but do you have any words of advice or uplifting messages, dumb witticisms? What do you want to leave the audience with? What would Bricky What would Bricky say? Point? I don't yeah. think that's what we want at this point based on are, the arc that we're at with Bricky at this moment. Are you guys uh, football fans at all? No. Pretend we okay. are. <laughs> all right. Someone I, listening might be. I was watching um, occasionally because I, I mean, I I'm, love it. <laughs> I, I kind of so I kind of like the, the NFL. And so sometimes I'll watch uh, the NFL network. And uh, um, the other day I, I was actually out of town. I was doing some shows out of town and I was staying in a hotel and I was watching this interview uh, that one of the head coaches in the NFL, uh, this guy, Sean McVay, was doing. And uh, the the interviewer was like, um, you know, you guys, your team won the Super Bowl last year. And um, uh, we heard that one of your mantras is, uh, 
you know, don't run it back, run it forward. And like, what was the genesis of that? And Sean McVay goes, yeah, we've never ever said that. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. But, <laughs> um, and I, I thought it was an awesome moment. But at, even though that's not a Sean McVay or Rams like quote, I was like, that's still pretty solid. Don't run it back, run it forward. You know, just like yeah. look, look ahead, I guess. And, and, you know, focus on, don't focus on the past, you know, just be in the moment when you can. And then, Focus on the future. Be excited about it. And, and that's, I mean, I thought that was a good word of wisdom from that interviewer who kind of, you know, messed up. Damn. Yeah. Um, you heard Lauren's advice and you're like, all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. make it uplifting <laughs> and it'll be funny. Uh, yeah, well, thanks for yeah. ticking all my boxes, Kevin. Yeah, that was other, dope. Other than no August twenty seventh for the opening of your club, you got anything else going on? You're um, oh, it's a great question. Man. I'm doing a, a stand up at my high school reunion on August thirteenth. Hell if yeah! You guys want to come out? It's gonna suck. Um, I'll so pretend uh, <laughs> to be an alma mater. Like, I want to see that. It's gonna be terrible. Uh, it's not gonna be good. So but, what uh, you're saying is you're ready to come back on the podcast later. That's right. You'll have a fresh. I'll, bombing that'll story. be that'll be a great bombing story. Hell that's yeah. the only reason why. I'm doing it so yeah, dude, uh, we can we can gab about the club and how it's doing hell yeah where 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 is the club located again uh it's based out of star city brewing in miamisburg hell yeah um and uh yeah miamisburg is kind of like a little suburby type town outside of dayton it's kind of its own town but but cl- uh, people know it as like very Ooh, close star to, city to brewing is that like <laughs> in the main hub of miamisburg like downtown yeah. proper where the burger wagon is yeah very and close now everyone where it is absolutely right yeah. next to the burger wagon <laughs> hell yeah i want burger wagon now nice. nice well august 27th we'll go get no, no 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 no. i'm following kevin home like you don't understand <laughs> uh, burger wagon cravings we're gonna have you ever had burger wagon no. get in the car jesus <laughs> christ thanks for listening everybody <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> do we do we look and or seem professional? Oh, this is great! <laughs> you guys, you guys have a good setup here. This is awesome. Yeah, we'll yeah. figure out how how it works one day. Uh, <laughs> but we we don't set it up every week. That's been a step forward. Yeah. So gotcha. This gotcha. has become our podcasting room. We realize we have a yellow light in here, which isn't great for podcasting at night. Ah, gotcha. But no, podcasting at night turns everyone into yellow sunbeams. It's the worst. <laughs> not in a good way. Nope, not in a good way. Not <laughs> like my kindergarten way. teacher called me a sunbeam. <laughs> So how are you doing, Luke? I, I don't know if we've uh, met before. I, I don't can't remember. think we have. Are, are you, you out of Louisville? Or? Um, I've, I've tried not to learn about you just so I could find out on the podcast. I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, no, I'm, a, I'm more of like a Dayton-based guy. 
Lauren did say that. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Um, but uh, but I am actually I live in Middletown, so I, uh, geographically speaking, I'm a little bit closer to Cincy. But I kind of started doing stand up in Dayton, so I just kind of stuck around that. Oh, cool. Area in terms of yeah. shows and stuff. But uh, but yeah, no. Uh, this is a cool area that you guys live in. This is like you yeah. Know, 